I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Woohoo! Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You guys, when I told David in October, oh my God, my whole set's falling down, whatever. Uh, when I told David back in November, I was like, darling, I'm taking three weeks for Christmas. He goes, he literally was like, I don't know anyone who takes three-week vacation. I go, I've I never am, heard of this. I am, I'm taking, you were like, we need to, I, but you have to record still. I was like, no, I, like I'm on vacation, bitch, three weeks. You you were, but we worked through it. We That's what I adore about you and people don't realize. You are the most, you, you just are like self-deprecating. You're funny. You We always work through stuff. Like people say you're a real bitch, but I just, I've never experienced, like, you know, we've had our little moments, but we always work through it. I adore you. And, and 2024, do you know we've been podcasting together? I think it's like February of 2024, two years, two years oh, we've God. been working together, two years, baby. Well, as my kids know behind the velvet rope, we have episodes here that it's not even like the cobwebs. It's like we have cobwebs, we have dust, we have episodes here that have never been aired from years ago. So you know what? If you took it, no one believes me. We could not record for six months and we still got shit under the desk here. Guys, I'm doing my best to get it all out. I'm doing my best. Wait, but wait. I did freak out when you said you were taking off three weeks. Yes. Do you have do you have a Larry Hagman from Dallas episode coming out that you recorded with him back in 2015 that you have not released yet before he died? I now I do have two more ma- major people coming oh! from Dallas, but not Larry Hagman. No, that would be fucking. But I after Patrick Duffy, I've got <gasps> two major Dallas people coming in January, pretty much or February for everybody. All I can tell our audience, you guys need to don't walk. Run, run to David Yontip. This is what I I learned so much from you, the master, all the time. David Yontip over the holiday had on John freaking Oates from Holland Oates, arguably one of the biggest duos like ever in the history of music. Biggest, biggest, biggest. I mean, oh my god, I I can't even believe that you had John Oates on. 
incredible interview. Then he has the one, the only Patrick Duffy from Dallas. When I tell you, now look, I was born in the 80s. I missed a lot of the, because Dallas was like late 70s, early 80s. I missed it. But when I was lived in Ireland in 2000, I think this was 2004. I was going to say, are you a secret Dallas fan that I don't know about? Honey, when I lived in Ireland Not in 2004, Dallas. people were like, you got to watch Dallas. They would ask me about it. And I was like, I don't even know anything about it. That summer when it rained, the entire freaking summer in Ireland, I watched Dallas. And I'll tell you, it is one of the greatest. I think it still holds up today. They were so gorgeous. The drama was so good. Who shot JR, the lead up? That show, that also transcends the test of time. I mean, I don't know if you can watch reruns anywhere, but that is one of the greatest shows to just chill out to. Well, why haven't you listened to my interviews with Charlene Tilton, Audrey Landers, and Joan Van Ark, all from Dallas? They were all on the past four or five years. I'm a huge Dallas fan. I went to the 45th anniversary of Dallas this year. Not this year, but 2023, last year, because this will be 2023. At the house, right? At the house. Isn't it in Houston, outside of Houston? That that was that was a couple years ago. This year it was in Palm Springs at Oscars. You, you could have come with me. I had no idea. you. It was Larry Hag. I'm not Larry Hagman. Patrick Duffy, Charlene Tilton was there, Linda Gray. Oh, no, honey. This was a night to celebrate... I, I, Dallas this, is amazing. To this day, I think Victoria Principal is one of the most gorgeous starlets that has ever. And I mean, even Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Presley back in the day, oh my God, to die for, to melt. I would kill to have either of those two people on this podcast. The I, we, we have tried for uh, for Victoria Principal sure. many a time. And we have tried. Just Larry Hagman was such a dude's dude. Oh, I mean, he was just, do we think he was loyal to his wife? See, I wanted so many follow-up questions. I'm like, Patrick, there's no way that Larry Hagman didn't cheat on his wife. He was like, I mean, he was such a swinging dick in the nine, in the eighties and the nineties. I mean, you're talking like, like a huge star, like what Brad Pitt is today. Cause people aren't really stars like that anymore. So you think I should have asked Patrick yes. Duffy if Larry swung his dick around? I'm Dallas. actually, I'm actually going to try to get Patrick Duffy on just to talk about Larry Hagman's stories because Larry Hagman is legendary in Hollywood. You know, he was like a huge pot advocate long before. And he loved to drink. Loved he, to he was drink. an alcoholic, basically, but no one really says that. Um, no. But I, I just don't believe that because Patrick Duffy on your podcast, and then we'll move on, did a whole thing about how that. You know, because I do believe I've been in a situation and I feel this way actually about you. When I worked on the Kane show, I knew it was like lightning in a bottle. The chemistry of cast members, like you could finish each other's thoughts. And that only comes around maybe once, maybe twice in a lifetime. So Patrick Duffy said they had that on Dallas. And he said that the the directors would be like, we're obsessed with working with you guys because all of you want to get home to your families. You guys all have a life outside of this job. And a lot of people in Hollywood don't have that. But I just, I'm so curious. I just, Larry Hagman was such a star. I'm like, you're telling me Larry Hagman was excited to go home to his wife when he could have been banging anybody. Like, you're telling me Larry Hagman was loyal? Mm-mm, I see I, you listen very closely to I this did. Patrick Duffy interview. My, I mean, I had no idea. Listen, go listen to Audrey oh, Landers so and Shirley. I had no idea you were a fan of Dallas. But uh, I loved having on Patrick Duffy over the holidays. Go back. And watch Dallas. The people on there are far, they're way hotter than, I'm sorry, the cast of Friends. Like Friends, like Friends, yes, it's like comedic, but like as far as like gorgeous Hollywood stars, I'm sorry, none of the Friends people, like, no. Like, I mean, they can't hold a candle as beauty wise, like beauty, drama as to Dallas. Like, I'm sorry, no. I would love to have a podcast where I just sat here and talked about the 80s all day, but. All right, let's move on. No, I mean, I would like to not move on. I would like to talk about that. I would like to talk about, you know, Paula Abdul suing Nigel Lithgow from uh, So You Think You Can Dance. I mean, I would like to talk about nothing. I would like to hear a podcast every day from me, not Bravo. I would I would love that. But they, they want to hear about that John Jansen and that Alexis Belito. But before we get there, can you believe this Paula Abdul? And now Nigel Lithgow has come out and said, you know, we know Paula has as quirky and acts crazy, but I'm really offended by this and I will defend this to the nth degree. That's what he said. He's issued a response. 
All right, you you know you're a Paula fan way bigger than I am. What do you think? And even an Idol fan, I think probably far more than I am. What do you think is is the truth here? I mean, very interesting. She's been gone from Idol. I don't know a decade probably. And they so all... you think you can dance? What are your thoughts? You know why I be- well, you know why I believe it because it's not like you look at like Cassie and Diddy or and I'm not mm. picking on Cassie, but like anything where like someone is not really well off, needs fame, needs the clout. Like Paula Abdul has a shitload of money. You know, how I sit up here and I say all these people don't <laughs> have money. Like Paula's has written songs, <clears throat> has choreographed for people. She's worked with Janet Jackson and Michael and Prince, and so like. Paula really does have a shit fucking ton of money and she has clout. So she doesn't really need fame and she doesn't need money and she doesn't need clout. So I tend to believe that the statute of limitations, like she said, was expiring and it's like sure to shit or get off the pot. And like, I really think Paula probably expected this, right? This is the response. I mean, they tell you when you go to the police station after you've been sexually abused and you want to file a claim and, you know, people tell you like, yeah, let's do it. But you're in for a long haul. People are going to poke holes in your story. They're going to make you a liar. They're going to make you a slut, whatever. You know, so I think when you, I think Paula knows, like, it's not like I'm just going to say this and life is going to be roses. Like, I think she knew she was in for like a fight when she announced this. So I tend to believe it because like, what does she truly have to gain from this? Really? She has tons of money and she has fame. So she's not looking. So I I say clout chaser when I hear certain people, not to say Cassie specifically, but Paula is not that. So I tend to believe it. Right. Paula says that he allegedly assaulted her twice sexually, once in an elevator during one of the initial seasons of Idol. Lithgow shoved Paula against the wall, then grabbed her genitals and breasts and began shoving his tongue down her throat, the court document read. The lawsuit continued. Abdul attempted to push Lithgow away from her. When the doors of the elevator opened, Paula ran out of the elevator and to her hotel room. Uh, Abdul quickly called one of her representatives in tears to inform them of the assault. Mm. Now, you were at, if you stayed around, you ran out of that homeless, not toothless benefit. Miss Abdul performed, and she is a little petite thing. Paula's a very cute, she's cute, Paula. Oh my God, she's tiny. Yeah, she's very tiny. She's in great shape. She's she's a catch, this Paula Abdul. I could see it. Um, let's see. And then, so you think you can dance in 2015. The alleged, a second alleged incident took place at his home after she had joined him for dinner. Abdul stated that she attended the dinner because she believed that Lithgow had extended her a professional invitation. Toward the end of the evening, Lithgow forced himself on top of Paula while she was seated on his couch and attempted to kiss her while proclaiming that the two would make an excellent power couple, the lawsuit alleged. Wow. Abdul pushed Lithgow off her, explaining that she was not interested in his advances and immediately left. Wow. Um, Not everyone's going to say blah, blah. People are going to say a lot. Why did you go to the house? Why did you work for him a second time? Well, it's a great job, right? So let's not victim shame Paula, please. I am a huge Paula fan. Huge. You can't victim shame Cassie either. I mean, I just read the LA no. Times just did a very big exclusive. The LA Times is the best for entertainment exclusives on P. Diddy. And what a piece of shit that guy is. I mean, maybe that's what the P stands for, girl. <laughs> piece of shit i mean oh my god the people who have come forward on the record men and women that have worked for him and just how what a nut job he is and abusive and power and threatening and ndas and oh my god and i mean um, gets off on beating up women i mean it, it what a piece of shit that he's been able to hide you know in plain sight for so long but but like where does this go now because like harvey weinstein is in jail remember that big scandal thanks to ronan farrow like where's where does this go with diddy is it are we are we done well with this? i mean that's a that's an excellent excellent question uh now i'm sure cassie obviously was given a big payout 24 hours later and of course i'm sure signed an nda right so she will never again talk about what he did now he has four sexual assault allegations i believe or he four criminal suits against him so we could be i mean i think you could potentially in the next coming year see him Go to trial. Now, they say that, you know, of course, wow. he's he has received a billion dollars over the years from Ciroc Vodka 
because he was one of the first people to start a celebrity. Yeah. So he is very, very wealthy and makes a lot of this go away. So they're working behind the scenes, I'm sure, to try to settle with these women. Some are Jane Doe's. I think one woman has come forward with a real name. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming Harvey Weinstein tried to do that, but I think I he assume, ran out of money. I mean, he had, I guess he ran out of money. And I guess you had someone like a Rose McGowan who's like, I don't want your money. I mean, she needs well, it, but she just was like, she had morals. That's the that's always the Cassie <laughs> argument, right? It's like, okay, girl, we all know, you know, you should be compensated for the abuse and probably the career crush that he gave you. But was it worth, you know, not going all the way to court to really show the world what this man's like? I don't know. She she obviously decided it wasn't. So, you know, I would 25 never. 25 million is what I think it would probably have to be i bet you she got like 25 million that's just my guess um all right ugh, we need a whole we could talk about all day it's good yeah to we see need him. a whole show about this i know um john jansen and alexis girl where do you want to what, 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 what do you want to say about Honey, this i want a van cleef promise ring where's my promise ring from you listen okay first of all <laughs> I, by the way, my entire staff, people that work for me got great Christmas gifts. I take care of the staff. Sarah, you, we are colleagues. We don't, okay. I mean, but what did I get you for Christmas? We didn't get each other any gifts, did we? No. And you know, it's on me too, because now I, that I'm thinking of it. No. And I meant to even ask you for one of your three oh addresses God. so I could send you our holiday card, which I didn't even do. Oh. So it's on me too. Um, but to get back to LA, we 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 joke with each other. I don't want anything from you. I love you. You're coming to LA very but soon for your LA residency, and we're going to go out to some fabulous dinners. So that's all we good. Have a lot. We got to go to the classic cat where the, the Sutton and 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 Garcelle and Erica had that night. I've added that. That looks cute. Uh, what do you? I. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I guess, is Alexis Bellino a genius that, you know, maybe there was some question about her RHOC contract and just as fate would have it, she runs into John Jansen at The Quiet Woman and she thinks, ah, here's my shot. And we know that John is a complete fame whore, according to all the women. So did she see this as a way to just connect? And John sees it too. And we're going to be seeing Bellino because... All I see is the hate on, like, John, really. But people really want Alexis back. So there's something. And there was this thing that just came out that said Alexis is starting to film in January, you know, mid-season. First of all, there is no mid-season because we haven't even started. And Alexis said, not true, not true. Yeah, like, as of the taping of this episode, which will be out probably in a week and a half, so anything could happen. But she's not necessarily back, and she's even saying that those rumors are false and all of this so nothing is decided yet people do seem to want her back but finish what you were saying because i have a different take on it i don't know i mean they seem to be booed up you know over the holiday that you and i were sort of on off break um she got this promise ring they you know we'd reported of course they were kissing on a yacht like they're together a lot. They've been photographed walking and shopping together. Apparently, she's like, screw it. I don't care about the haters. I'm madly in love. John, you treat me so well. Um, you know, now Tamra says that she and Shannon have had a little hiccup over this because Tamrat liked a post. Tamrat is kind of turning out to be a rat, I feel like. Are you shocked? She's a <laughs> yes. rat. That's yes. Scotty's. <laughs> Hello. Can I just say one thing and then we'll get back to this? Go. I was, a, I, this is a total aside. I was on the, and then we'll get into my behind the velvet rope on Miami Housewives. I was on the phone with Anna Kinkoses the other day from Miami Housewives. And we talk all the time. She's a very good friend of mine. And I don't know how it came up. Somehow Tamara came up. I don't know how. And I said something like, oh yeah, I'm blocked by Tamara, whatever. I'm like, I'm blocked by like a million people in the housewives. And then she was like, because oh, Anna and I have this relationship where like, do you have friends where like you're on the phone, but like you're on the phone for like three hours and you're doing like a thousand other things and they're, and you're not really listening to each other and that's cool. So I was like, Anna's kind of half listening to me and she's like, oh, why did she block you? Not even really paying attention. I'm like, I, I mean, I assume it's just because I call her a rat. You know, I say Tam rat. That's what the kids call her. And I'm like, and every time I mention on the, the podcast, I say she's a rat that scurries. And then Anna, because she hasn't paid attention to me at this point for like an hour. She's like, wait, you say she's a rat that scurries? <laughs> 
on the podcast. She's like, well, that could be why she blocked you. So shout out to Anna Kikoses. But this is a real phone conversation the other day. And she's like, oh, so you also say she scurries as a rat. Well, that's probably why she blocked you, David. But yes, there you go. Um, I'm sorry. That was a funny segue. Um, what was my point? But, you know, she, no, Tamara has said yes. now she and Shannon are a bit on the outs because Shannon is is bothered by this. Um, and, you know, Tamara had kind of liked to post basically when Alexis, you know, had, had I guess that picture had come out of the quiet woman. And um, Tamara says that she liked it and was was like cheering on Alexis because she didn't believe for one second that Alexis would really date John. And then turns out they are dating. So, you know, Tamara says she's really sorry. Um, is she, or is this her sweet revenge? Because when Tamara's ass was kicked off the show after Vicky's ass was kicked off the show and Shannon stayed on the show, Shannon, you know, the rumor is Shannon said, these are all such fake friendships. Apparently Shannon said, bye-bye Vicky. Bye-bye Tamara. My future is making, you know, the $700,000 at RHAC and I'm not fired. And the rumor is that Shannon's the one that turned her back on the Trace Amigos and it was only, you know, Tamara coming back onto the show that repaired the Trace Amigos. So secretly, is this Tamara's sweet revenge of like, listen, bitch, you kicked me to the curb when you were still on the show and I wasn't. And you know what? I'm not on un- I'm not unhappy that, you know, this is your like uh, this is your jab. This is your payback. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now I want you to go to hungryroot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, great question, right? What I don't know. I mean, it's it's certainly a big jumbled mess. Um, I think we're gonna get Alexis back. Do you think? I I mean, I'm so torn. I think so. It's kind of like, look now, and I've talked about this on my Patreon recently. I'm not sure Alexis is in on this. Like, I wonder if she's in on it because the Alexis that I've interacted with in the real world. Now, mind you, it's been a few years Mm -hmm. since I stayed at her house and slept over. But when that happened, like Alexis wanted love. She, to me, is the same as 
I don't know, all these other, like, the let's think of certain women on these shows that go from man to man, which I'm not a fan of. Like, Dolores does it on New Jersey. Like, Alexis, to me, went from Jim Bellino to this last guy that her mother passes the way she wakes up and says, which, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to propose to me. Shit or get off the pot, dude. And so she breaks up with him. But the Alexis I knew always wanted this last guy before John to propose to her. I think she's just one of those women that wants love and doesn't want to be on her own, which I don't really stand by. But to me, it's like, is she in on this? Because if she is, I'm like, man, you are good. Good girl. Like, you're great at the game. Or is it that she really thinks that John Jansen is the love of her life? And she's really in love with him. Having come off losing your mother and losing a guy you're with for a long time. And the joke's on her because John is just what's on the show. And he don't love you, girl. And she's really in love. And this rug's going to be pulled out from under her. It's a very different analysis, right? I wonder. I really don't know. Or is she in on this? And yeah, she kind of likes him. But this will get her back on the show. Could be other. But I don't see why they wouldn't have her back. I mean... You brought back the rat that scurries. You brought back Dubrow, which you should for that extreme wealth. It's like Alexis's life is so different than when she was on the show. And she really hasn't wanted to be on the show for all these years. You know, but the kids are grown. The mom did pass. New relationship. It's like, I don't see why you wouldn't bring her back. She's the right age. She looks the part. It, to me, it's like I've never seen someone scream more like this is just a good fit to bring back. Mm. Whether it lasts or not, give it a season and try it out, right? <clears throat> Where are we? Are we any closer to having a finalized RHOC cast? I mean, Jeff Lewis had on Andy Cohen while we were away uh, and was really pressing Andy. And to to you've kind of all, always said this, but Andy certainly made it sound like Vicky is not coming back full time. I mean, Andy said with Jeff. Don't you feel like we got the perfect amount of Vicky? She was fun. She popped in. She popped out. I thought, mm, that's telling, right? I mean, I don't think he's going to say, like, I think he was just telling us we got, we we're fine on Vicky. We're fine on Vicky. It's, it's, Vicky makes these statements like, don't you want an aspirational woman who's running Kodo Insurance? And again, I'm not age shaming because I am not a spring chicken, but no, they're not going to cast like a full-time 60-something. Let's go back and whoop it up. It's just that ship has unfortunately sailed. There's, We don't want to see under the hood of the car of Vicky's life. No. I'm sorry. I'm not even being mean. It's just that's not what the demographic wants. What did you- a lot of people, A lot of people listening to this want it, but the overall- no. Yeah, I mean, right. And if Andy's saying that, we're not going to like hedge from that. No, it's like over for Vicky. What it are is. your... So now, I, I think what's more interesting is like, Vicky's made this real strong statement that she's not coming back again to just give the little bits of whooping it up that she's only coming back for full time for the same salary. So I'd like to know even more if like, I think it's clear that Vicky's not going to be full-time. Is Vicky really going to stand by that and not appear at all, as she says? Or is she still going to come and pop in and get the perfect amount, as Andy says? But what were you going to ask me? Well, they all change their minds all the time, right? Vanderpump Rules cast is is notorious love. Everybody's back on the Tom Sandoval train after we've all made millions over the past year. So, you know, I mean, you make these – statements I think if Vicky is if they're like look Vicky this is what it is you're going to appear on five episodes you are never coming back um I think she's probably going to be very angry and then she'll probably take it because Trace Amigas is on tour you know I think uh people do love to see Vicky she could parlay it I'm sure her business her insurance business over the years has just thrived from the show so I mean if I were her I'd go back on my word um you know, Gina Kirschenheider was on my podcast. If you want to go back and listen just a couple weeks ago, she was amazing. And she she's a Vicky fan, but she's like, doesn't Vicky, like, Vicky's gotten her flowers. Like, doesn't Vicky want to spend time with her grandkids? And, you know, she's really in this relationship that that's a really healthy one. So uh, I, I don't believe Vicky does. I think Vicky loves TV. I mean, who wouldn't? But to me, it's like. I don't think we're getting you- her back. I don't think we're getting her back. To me, it's like, look, if you want to wrap it up with a bow, like when you were on that stage, when you were a friend of and you came out just for 
the time, you know, at the reunion. And then she was backstage and she went psychotic. They bring me out to sit there for three minutes. And well, yeah, Vicky, that's what they do with a friend of you. Don't get to sit on the couch, the whole thing. And she acted like a crazy. I They have to put respect on my name and they should have let me sit there the whole time. It's such a dirty way to go out right now. You just received the first ever Wifetime Achievement Award at the gold standard. Bravo. Con. You are leaving on such a high note, the lifetime achievement. Like, girl, if you just want to wrap it up and just put a bow on it and leave with your head held high, now listen to Daddy David. I'm giving you advice. Now is the time to do so. Now, to your point, we want you to appear on five episodes. Well, that's probably 50 grand an episode at her level. Here's 250. So if you go back and you're like, who wants to say no to $250,000, just do it. And then just why can't these people, why does it have to be all or nothing? Why can't you say, I want the money, but I'm not going to check in. Mm. I'm not going to get dirty. I'm not going to get upset about things. I don't care what the tweets say. It's just a business decision. I just want the money. Like, why can't they just do that and keep their peace of mind? Right. I mean, yeah, I think you make a great point. And I guess like what it, overall, are you hearing any details on who the cast is going to be for RHOC? Like, is anything finalized? No. Hmm. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Now, and so I think it has to be soon right like i think we're going to get a jersey announcement soon no but i would like to know and listen i'm just i I don't know i guess i should get excited about the oc right should i be excited i'm with you i'm with you you know it's i'm struggling i guess the only ones i'm excited about i'm so excited about salt lake is amazing i'm so excited about i i love beverly hills like i i actually think this season is turning out to be great um i'm obsessed with this sutton quote that's everywhere about her imitating erica jane sutton ah, now's your chance ah, to apologize ah. like i love i'm obsessed you're with loving sutton. beverly hills i'm loving it the quotes I mean, we have a lot to dish about. I mean, there was a lot that went down about Denise Richards, including from her own daughter over the break. We got a lot to talk about, but I'm we loving, I'm loving BH. I'm loving BH. I'm loving Salt Lake. They need something to get excited about, about RHOC for sure. Tamara, I think is back. Shannon Bedore is 100% back. She just did a Bravo uh, podcast interview, which she's being praised. Shannon's praised the whole time. Anyhow. Um, I don't know how. What and like what? I don't know how either. Listen. And I listened to part of that interview, and I I saw the recap. Where did somebody ask her if she's not drinking? Still, no one did. They maybe they did. Maybe they did, and I didn't hear it. I had a big coming to Jesus <laughs> on uh, Patreon last weekend or the weekend before with the Patreons, and I'm like, I told you, I had this conversation with a housewife off the record on the phone, and this housewife said to me. Bravo's going to be fucked if something happens to Shannon. And this is what this housewife said. And I said, you're right. You're right. And this housewife was like, look, are we sure she's... And now I've adopted that. I have it in my head and I can't get it out of my head. I'm not being dramatic. Like, are we sure, Shannon Bedore, for everyone in the back, are we sure that she is really okay? I don't see it. You know who I believe is actually somewhat okay? I believe Rachel Levis is somewhat okay. She went away to therapy. 
Sarah's eyes got really big for everyone watching on YouTube. Now, listen, I don't know. I don't, but she seems, she left the show. She locked herself away for months. She seems to be back in LA out with her friends. Now there is this whole thing about her first podcast episode disappeared because rumor is according to Sheena Shea. Oh, uh, you don't know about this. Sheena says Tell me. that she well, Sheena says that Raquel's therapist. Now I don't know. This is from Sheena Shea that Raquel's therapist doesn't approve of the first episode of her podcast. Now I have so many problems with this statement because I would tell my therapist to get on the fucking floor with the goddamn knee pads and suck my fucking dick. No one tells me if they approve of my, you saw how the old David just came out there. Sarah. Oh my Lord. I mean, what we have to have our podcast approved by our fucking therapist before we air it. I mean, what great is this? But Anyway, putting that aside, that's what Ooh. Sheena says. This is also coming from fucking Sheena Shea. So let's just, so there's so much wrong with this statement. But I don't know. Raquel seems like she's back and she's doing a limited red carpet appearances and hanging out with friends. I believe she's changed and she's really distanced herself from the VPR people. And she's at least doing what she thinks she needs to do to protect herself. I personally don't see that growth in Shannon. That's me. I don't know where did Shannon really take time off and go away and really deal. She says she has these issues and she's doing unhealthy actions. from her childhood. Yeah, from her which we all do. Sure. I mean, you know, right. everybody has Abs childhood trauma. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Some of us figure that out in our twenties. Some in our forties. Shannon sixty. She's figured out. Some never do. So no shame, but. I personally just don't feel it. That's just me. And I, that's not that's not on me, right? Because we it's, everything's edited. And I feel it with Rachel Levis. I do. I feel somewhat of a catharsis and a wow. change. That's great. Yeah. Okay. I do. I, I really think she's like, I'm not speaking to Tom. I'm not calling Lala. I see that. I'm not interacting. These are things that are not healthy for me. You know, so I do believe that i don't No, i think you're right i'm such I a fame i, I don't I, believe it was shannon i don't believe it she's mm. like i i figured it out and oh i'm dealing with my issues and we're going on tour there's going to be a tour for trace amigas and so i i just I, I don't feel it and i'm not criticizing her maybe who am i to say it right but do you feel it i don't feel shannon's really gotten dark and under the hood of the car i don't feel it this is me. You are not alone. I will reference again my interview with Gina, who is amazing. And Gina said the same thing. And Gina actually called her out as the big, the cast member that hides the most on the show. She said that Shannon is the one that reveals the least. It's exhausting because they're all there to show up. And like Gina said, you know, she's revealed some of her most embarrassing moments, um, you know, things that she's kind of, she didn't say it this way, but, you know, things that like her kids are going to see that are embarrassing or shameful. And there is Shannon who, you know, runs away from the cameras the minute anything gets actually deep. And I, I have to say, I agree with you. I mean, that interview... She danced all the way around. Oh, I was, I think I was offered to go to three rehabs, uh, but I chose a wellness program because I can really look into what's going on and, and evaluate some of the things in my childhood. And again, it just like never got to, so right. are we sober now? When right. is like, the last time the you had a cocktail? Right. 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 Where's the follow-up question? Like, are did the rehab help? Are you okay? Right. When is the last time you had a drink? Are you an alcoholic? Do you need that type of yeah. program? What is your and true you relationship drink. with alcohol? What are you, right. what are your, you know, and according to Gina, you know, Gina said that they're obviously not close. So Gina hasn't seen her drink, but she says that she hears from multiple sources that Shannon never stopped drinking, that she was drinking at BravoCon behind the scenes. They're going on tour, you know, that she's never stopped drinking. So I, and by I don't the know. Because I did the same thing with Bethany and Denise. Could we also have asked Shannon in this wasted interview? It's a waste of an interview from the person that did it. It's like, couldn't Ask, you have yeah. said, right, like, couldn't you have also said, like, um, okay, so you're saying that, you know, you got in the car and you had a fight with John Jansen. Like, when is the last time you spoke to John Jansen? How do you feel about him dating Alexis? Is What do you think about Alexis coming on the show? Are you going to be able to handle it if Alexis comes on the show? When you're filming a scene, the first scene with Alexis, and she's dating John, what are you going to say? How is that going to work? How are you going to handle this with Alexis? How are you going to handle this with John? 
I'm going back to my other question. When did you last have a drink? Wait, you last had a drink three days ago? Because you just said five minutes ago when I asked you that you didn't have one for three weeks. Oh, you've already forgot what you said to me. Which is it? And that's how I would like to interview Shannon Bedore. Not for nothing. Not for nothing. Why she's not coming on behind the velvet rope times the Sarah Fraser show. Uh, <laughs> well, right? I think, why she won't I think come it, on her show. <laughs> I think I just gave her all the reasons why she's not coming on to sit down and chat with us. This isn't milk toast. We're not milk toast here. We do real shit. We do God, real. Am I, start, am I starting the year riled up? We've no. been enjoying such a relaxed day of it. No, it's like we all have issues. Like, come on. I mean, you know, and, and if you're putting yourself out there in the public eye, for so many years, don't. you know the game. Like, just be real. I think people would understand. Like, even wouldn't it be refreshing if, like, like Gina on my show, or wouldn't it, she? Gina's like, I'm not exactly sober. You know, once in a while, I will have a glass of champagne. So, like, I'm sober-ish. But, like, I think people appreciate sobriety is hard. It's really hard. And, you know, people go years in the program and then relapse. It's not, it's such, you know, I think if Shannon just said, you know, I don't think I have a drinking problem. You know, she's not going to say that because she just knows it's going to be so much backlash when you have a major DUI. And I don't know. You know, I mean, but I guess I just, it's pretty hard you know, to say if you're that. But sixty years old, you've figured out all these deep-seated childhood yeah. things. How long has it been? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not. I'm no, really not coming for her. That doesn't shock me. Like, it is really hard for people to, especially if you've had a really traumatic childhood. You know, but. I don't know, you know, putting yourself on TV and putting yourself on social media, it, it's like you, there's a level of expectation when you're on a reality show that you are going to reveal things that are really hard and painful and the audience is going to judge you. I mean, that's just what it is. We're, really? Guys, we're, there is, is there that expectation? Because have you watched uh, your sisters over there in Potomac? Have you watched your sisters you in think? Potomac? What do you think? I just no. got caught up. No, uh, no, that scene where Robin is on the phone with Juan talking about how the women like and she's so how the women are, you know, coming for her and want her to be accountable for Juan's actions. And she's like crying. And Juan is such a douche. I, I just I don't know. I mean, we have a like you talk about to me, I maybe we're seeing something. But God, Robin seems like she's so in it with a toxic man. Like she's so addicted. Like Rob Robin to me, Juan is like her kryptonite, I think, unless we're really. Yeah. She's another one. It's like, I'm not criticizing these people. Yeah. I love strong women. Like, what is this, right? It's like cringy when like we're opening up to Juan and he's like just oh, slapping so... you down. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, I feel, I felt so horrible for Robin in that last um, episode. I don't know. Yeah, we're not, are we getting what we want from our Potomac girls? No. <laughs> is it better than the trash that was Atlanta? Yes. What do you want? Is it from better the than the OC? I don't know. I put them both on the same. What do I want from the Potomac girls? They need to just, I don't know. This is, it needs a major. Why overhaul. is NECA there? Why is NECA there? I'm Girl. sorry. I'm fine with the professor. I think the professor is great. The professor. The professor. I like the professor. I mean, I just you know I why don't I don't mind like the professor. The professor. I, I, you know why I have a chip on my shoulder from the professor. Why? It goes back to 2020. Okay. Tell me. Our 2021, one of those years. I sat down with the one, the only Wendy Osefo. And it was the new Wendy Osefo. She was on this podcast. Everyone go listen. And it was like, oh, David, I'll never change. I'll never change. They all say this. It was that first season before she came back with a glow up, when she was still doing political commentary. And then the professor act like she don't know me after she has her glow up. So I admit it. I admit it that I, you know, maybe am not biased when it comes to the professor. But the professor and I had a lovely talk, which everyone should go listen to. And it was all about like, oh, the grand dame. Look at her. I'll never change like her. I'll never change like Jizzy Jizz. I am the professor. I will always be authentic. Girl, professor, you ain't. I, I don't see nothing about you authentic from season one, Professor Osafo. So I think I have a little bit butthurt. I think I'm a little invested in the professor. I think that's what it is. 
Uh, and do you think the next season we're going to get, like, this is what drives me nuts about reality TV. Currently, Jizzy Jizz and Robin are in this, like, amazing lawsuit with Eminem. You know, arguably probably one of the greatest rappers of all time in the history of the world. I'm obsessed. I mean, this man is filing restraining orders against these girls. I mean, it is, he doesn't want to be in court. He doesn't want to see him. He doesn't want to act. He doesn't want to play into the, you know, publicity. And if you're not familiar with this case... Giselle and Robin have a podcast called Reasonably Shady. Obviously, we have the Slim Shady. I believe Eminem must have trademarked the word shady. So he owns the trademark on that. So he sent a while ago, basically like a cease and desist to them, to stop using shady because he owns the rights to it. Now they're going, wait a minute, we're reasonably shady. We aren't referring to the Slim Shady. It ain't Slim Shady podcast. People can definitely tell the difference. And so they slapped him with a lawsuit back, right? Now, in and the, they wanted to pose him. They wanted to pose him, right? And his lawyers are saying, uh-uh. Like, there's so many steps that they could be doing of negotiating and all this stuff prior and to getting the deposition. Three other, he said there's three other people in his organization that literally can sit there and be deposed and answer the same questions that I could. And because of that, he filed a restraining order against our good friends, the Green Eyed Bandits, to say, I want a restraining order so I don't have to come anywhere near you because I think you're all obsessed with me. And literally, he said, "These are I don't know the people's names, but he said, here are the three people that you could depose. Why does it have to be the famous Eminem? This sounds like a clout chasing thing, and I think you're all a little obsessed. And I am sorry the fact that Eminem has slapped the green-eyed bandits with a restraining order. Everyone says I'm not happy and I'm negative. I'm happy. I am so happy. I'm loving this story. It's making me so happy. Well, you know, it's actually kind of genius for Giselle and Robin, right? Because it's bringing so much attention to the Reasonably Shady podcast. It's so good. And quite frankly, it's a great distraction, too, from the wand drama. And, I mean, you're, you're like, always punch up. I mean, they're punching up to the biggest, you know, who has empathy for Eminem? You know, the guy's, like, major star. It's so juicy. It's so – but, like, it's – to me, in real time, like, are – I want to see, I want to hear the lawyer calls. Like, I want to hear, you know, what is going on with this? Like, this is so good, but we're stuck in, I don't know, where were they? They just did like some girls, tra- oh, they're in Austin or something. I'm like, I don't care about chicken shit bingo. Like, give me, what is going on with these Slim Shady? I mean, and, and in a way. Can we see this next season? Yeah. Can we talk about Eminem next and season don't, on Potomac? Yes. And don't you want Jizzy on a date with the Slim Shady? I mean, I could see, like, I believe Mr. Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers is single. Like, he and Jizzy really? need to, like, fuck it out. Yes. Like, don't you want to see... I, I That'd mean, be hot. Hot. And I don't I don't get the vibe mm. from him that he's like dating all these. You don't see him with a lot of younger chicks. There's something about him. I think he has mommy issues. He seems like he wants to be with a little bit of an older gal. Jizz would Interesting. be. Oh, yeah. He's got major mommy issues. They always love to Jizzy be with an Jizz. older woman. Jizzy Jizz would be perfect. Um, I love this. I'm sorry. I'm team Eminem on this one. Take those green eyed bandits <laughs> out the back. I mean, just call it the Green Eye Bandit podcast. Like, sorry. Oh, that's a Listen, good one. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not fucking with the Slim Shady. I'm Team Eminem on this one. Sorry, gals. Um, but uh, to your point, I would like to he see this on uh, Potomac next season. What do we need next season at Potomac? Ugh. Anything real, anything real. I mean, you ain't getting. You're, not, you're, not, you're just not, not feeling any real vibes from any of them. I think I've said it a million times. I think Candy Gal is real. And I think the Grand Dame is just humorous. Like she could just go do a comedy tour. Forget about your one night with Karen Huger that you were doing a year ago. Go do a stand-up comedy tour and talk about hot boxes and sing-sings and ling-lings. The Grand Dame is very humorous. To she me. did. She she did a tour at the DC Improv where she said she was like the only podcast woman or something to sell out the DC Improv. And I'm like, bitch, I've been there and I've sold it out. So yeah, she and she went on camera and was like, I'm the only one in the DC area, the only woman. No, bitch. Sarah, Sarah Fraser, Fraser is did coming too. for the Thank you. Yeah, that, I, that's happened to me a couple times in DC. Yeah, there's another oh. woman who goes, "I was the first woman ever to have my name on a morning radio show." No, bitch, Sarah Ty and Mel, uh, before you. But they love to erase. They love to erase. So I'm still. This here. is why I'm if still you here. And I and go no on. One, yeah, go on. 
if we go on tour, which we've had, I have so many feelings, you know, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about a live tour, but we have been approached again. Everyone's now going to say, do it, do it. But if we do do our mini live tour, DC is definitely has to be a stop because 100%. of your fans. But and I have to shut know. my mouth because I talk so big on when like you and I are together or on my show, and then the minute people call me, I'm always like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like I love you, Gina. Like I just had another Gina in my life from Married at First Sight because I, you know, I work with Lifetime. I'm on Married at First Sight's like kickoff show with Kevin Frazier, and then their mid season show. She called you out. Yes, from they just aired the mid-season show on Married at First Sight. And I said that Married at First Sight contestants need to stop saying that they're not attracted to the other person. She did a whole story series on her Instagram. She's like, Sarah Frazier, I love you, but you're all wrong. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm in my DMs. I'm sorry. Sorry. I mean, I, like, I wish I, I need your cojones. So I, I just get blocked. No, I don't. I mean, I get literally blocked. We're going to do a whole show blocked by Lisa Rinna. Yes. I then know. I should tell Anna Kikoses to bring it back to that. I'm like, girl, I'm blocked by a lot. She's like, oh, you're blocked by Rinna and this one. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm telling you, the thing about being blocked is like, at least if you're going to block me, say, hi, David, it's the rat that scurries. Tam, I'm blocking you because you call me a rat. You never know why. So you have to piece together why. So like with Rinna... I'm like, I love Melrose Place and Lisa Rinna. I will still be at Rinna Wines signing wherever it is. I will stalk Lisa Rinna. She will get a restraining order against me. I just saw Harry Hamlin. I assume Rinna blocked me because I said nobody quits a million dollars. Lisa Rinna did not quit Beverly Hills. They don't, don't want to give you, logistic. they just don't want to give you your flowers. They don't want, like, the minute they block you, you know that they're on your page. They're on your shit. They've heard your shit, but they just don't want to give Anna you. That's what Anna said. Anna's like, David, the fact that Lisa Rinna knows that you exist in this world, I am. she's like, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. She's like, I don't even know if Lisa Rinna knows who I am. And I'm like, okay, Anna. But All right. We got to go. And next episode, we have like a ton we got to bang out. Like we have so much dirt. We got, and we got to talk about EJ versus uh, Denise. Denise because talk about, see, I'm so happy today. Talk about things that makes me happy. This smackdown between these two is possibly the best fight in Housewives history for so many reasons. So, all right. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Love you much. Love you, doll. Okay. Bye. Bye.